Hello everyone and welcome back to This is Birthed. I am Amy, your local librarian, and this is the podcast where I get to talk about all of the things that you are talking about so that together we have something new to think about. I have another guest with me today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Jillian Coleman. I am the non-residential program manager with Alternatives to Violence in Loveland. So I think a lot of people in our community don't know much, if anything, about alternatives to violence. So can you tell us about alternatives to violence and what resources you offer to the community? Yeah, absolutely. So we, our mission statement is that we provide shelter, advocacy, education, and resources for people impacted by domestic violence, sexual assault, and human trafficking. So we do have an emergency shelter. Um, for folks fleeing imminent danger situations. We do also have a 24-hour crisis line so we can get calls at any time and we provide court advocacy. We have a a peer support group. We have housing resources and for long-term housing and then we also do a lot of community education stuff. You have a lot going on. We do, we do. (laughs) We keep busy. That, That is a good thing. And can you tell us maybe a little bit of the history of your organization, sort of why you started, maybe who you partner with, sort of what brought all of this together? Yeah, absolutely. We were actually founded in 1982 by two women in Loveland, and we were known at that time as the Battered Women's Task Force. The goal at that time was just for local women to not have to travel far for those kinds of resources. But then in 1989, we became Alternatives to Violence, And since then, we've operated in Loveland, but we work with clients all over the country. And in 2016 is when we moved to our current location, and we actually opened our safe house at that time. In terms of partnerships, we're very lucky to have a lot of great connections in this wonderful community. We work closely with Homeward Alliance. They have office hours on on site for us. We do also work with Larimer County Humane Society. They Um, are very generous in housing some of our clients' pets as they're in the shelter. Little things like that, we work with Bringing Justice Home. They are a local nonprofit for legal services um, for people dealing with abuse. They're actually housed under Crossroads Safe House, which is the domestic violence agency in Fort Collins. And then we also work closely with A Woman's Place, which is the domestic violence agency in Greeley. Um, So we all kind of collaborate a lot and make sure that we're helping the community as best we can. Sure. It's interesting to think about being somebody who's fleeing that kind of a situation and all of the different help and the different services that you might need. I would never have thought of pets. What do you do with your pet? (laughs) That's a big one. I can imagine that would would be a difficult one to to manage, especially in most shelters. We know that that tends to be a problem, and I can see it wouldn't be any different just because these are people who are you know fleeing domestic abuse in some way so yeah that's that's a good a good list of partners to have on your side <laughs> to name a few we're, to, very, we're very lucky <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic can you tell us why is it important for people in the birthed community specifically to know about some of the resources that you offer we actually do serve birthed the birthed area there is not any birthed locations for any kind of resources like us. So if anyone in the area needs those kinds of services, we are the closest option. Um, We also just, we try to expand in Birthed. We're trying to find places here that we can do office hours. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely trying to help the Birthed and Johnstown area just as much as Loveland. I think sometimes people in our community hear Loveland 
or Collins, Greeley, and think, oh, not for me. So it is good to know that these resources are available for people right here in town, even though we can't necessarily house people right here or do that sort of right in town intervention. The fact that you're only up in Loveland is fantastic. Right, and we're, we're mobile too. We can always come down and meet clients at their, at their homes if that's what's safe for them, or libraries or, or coffee shops, things like that. Um, so we're always try to meet the client where they're at the most we can. What can this community do to both learn about and maybe help prevent domestic violence in Berthoud? Absolutely, we always encourage people to educate themselves as much as possible. We do have outreach presentations, like I've mentioned, so any agency that wants to learn better how to recognize domestic violence incidents or sexual assault or human trafficking, things like that, we can always um, give those trainings and those presentations and that could be to recognize it within their own staff, things like that as well. We also have a great new website that has so much great information and great resources included on it. I would highly encourage anyone to go check that out, alternativestoviolence.org. We do have volunteer opportunities as well if people learn better hands-on. So we are always looking for help in the area, but definitely our biggest recommendation for situations just is to educate yourself and to better understand what's out there in the community because it is a very a big problem but it's an invisible problem that we don't see and we don't notice is going on but it's everywhere. Yeah, we've talked a little bit in the past with people who are working on suicide prevention and some other things and it seems that most often the conversation just becomes learn to recognize the signs and be willing to step in and offer a helping hand or a resource or an alternative <laughs> for, yes. for people who need that. And I think it's it can be difficult for people to think about the fact that, oh, this might be happening with my own staff. Mm -hmm. This might be happening with someone on the PTA with me. The point of being a community is to look out for each other and to keep an eye out, keep an ear open, and be willing to watch for those things. And to know that there are resources available so that if you don't know what to do, you don't have to figure it out. <laughs> and yes. I think that is a thing that scares a lot of people is, well, even if I can see it and I recognize it, what am I going to do? Call the police? Is that my only option? Not necessarily. Right, yeah. We get a lot of calls, too, from, from friends or family members or just concerned neighbors, things like that, of, hey, I, I think this situation's going on and I just don't know what to do and I don't know how to handle it. And we are very well-versed in having those conversations and kind of walking people through those options. I will say too, I kind of fell in love with this field just because I realized once I got into it how prevalent this issue is and how much I didn't know that beforehand. It just, it blew me away how this is everywhere and we just don't see it and we don't know about it. So I know it's not easy to ask people to educate themselves and kind of give them another thing to do. I know everybody's busy, but definitely it's the biggest thing we encourage people to do. So domestic violence, human trafficking, I think is another one that is sort of on the rise in Colorado that we don't necessarily want to talk about, but you can help with, with people who find themselves in that situation too. So lots of things to watch for folks. And please know that if this is something that you personally need, pick up the phone, get online. If you can't, um, come to the library, <laughs> do, do whatever you need to do to get the help that you need because 
you deserve it. Can you tell me, is there anything I haven't asked you about that you're like, oh, Amy, I really want to be able to tell people this? I think the biggest thing, I kind of just touched on it, is just that this is, you know, it's not a problem we like to think about. It's not a problem we like to think is a real issue in our community. I'm sure there's people out there listening thinking this is not, you know, this is not happening on my street. This isn't happening next door. Not in Berthoud. Right, surely. (laughs) (laughs) Which, and unfortunately, I can sadly assure you it is. Um, And we try to help as much as we can, but it does help for community people to know and help. And yeah, even coming to your local library, we actually have taken crisis calls from libraries because that's a safe place sometimes. And just finding help wherever you can. We do have great people in our community. So even if it's just walking into the local Walgreens or things like that and saying, I need help. A lot of people luckily know about us and we're getting the word out, so they'll know to connect them to us and then we can help them as best we can. Great, so education opportunities, like you said, volunteer opportunities. So this is one of those things, if it's near and dear to your heart, there are opportunities for you to volunteer as well. So don't don't think that you have to be involved in this kind of situation in order to be involved with alternatives to violence. So if people wanted to get in touch with alternatives to violence, what's what's the best way or are there multiple ways? How would you recommend they do that? We luckily have multiple ways um, just to make it safe. Sometimes different avenues are safer to communicate than others. So we do have our website. We can take emergency submissions for help, or we can also just take general submissions on our website for inquiries. We do have a phone number that's 24-7, and we do have a text number as well. We do have an info email. You can pretty much just sort of Morse coding us. You can you can track us down, <laughs> but we can definitely, yeah, I would definitely recommend our website to be the best form of communication to us just because it can enlist our phone number, our text number, all those options too. So And that is for, you know, both volunteer opportunities as well. We have a great volunteer manager that can connect with folks and explain the different ways they can get involved. We also have, I'd love to plug our Pastels on 5th, is on September 9th on 5th Street in Loveland. So come on down. That's our biggest fundraiser. And we see lots of great artists doing great sidewalk art. Fun. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's super fun. I'm actually really excited. (laughs) Do you offer resources primarily for women? Are there resources for men, or can you help men get connected to resources if they are experiencing this kind of situation? Thank you for asking that. That is actually a question that comes up a lot. We are luckily able to help any gender, um, men, women, transgender, non-binary, and that is very important. Men are victims of domestic violence and sexual assault and human trafficking, which we don't often think of, but it's definitely a big problem. So luckily we can help those folks as well. So there are lots of ways to get in touch with alternatives to violence. There are lots of ways to get help if that is what you need. And there are ways to help if you are in a position to do that. So again, that's alternativestoviolence.org. Yes. And if you're struggling with that, come to the library. We will get you in touch (laughs) also. We are happy to help in any way that we can. Thank you so much for being here today and for being willing to talk about a tough topic that is unfortunately one that is affecting our birthing community, even if we would like to think otherwise. So we appreciate your time. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Everybody use your resources and use all of them, regardless of what your need is. 
So Alternatives to Violence is a great resource. The library is a great resource too. And if you can help, please help. If you have any questions about anything that we've talked about today or on any other podcast, you can always get in touch with me, Amy, by emailing podcast.bcld at gmail.com or you can call the library at 970-532-2757. As always, thank you so much for listening and I am proud to say that this is birthed.